0: Welcome to another edition of the AXIS Goalies Podcast. So on the line today with us, we have Liam Helis, who is currently the head coach at the University of McGill with their men's hockey program. So Liam, thank you and uh, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Matthew. Uh, Looking forward to chatting today.
0: So... What I wanted to go over with you to start, if you don't mind, is walk us through uh, your playing background and what led you to coaching at uh, Miguel, which is one of the more prestigious uh, universities in the Canadian loop, at least.
1: Sure. Um, Well, for me, it started, uh, I played my minor hockey in my hometown of Georgetown, Ontario. And... uh, um, was drafted to the Ontario Hockey League before spending four seasons there I played between the Peterborough Peets and the Owen Sound Attack okay. as an as an overager in Owen Sound I really uh, caught the coaching bug I guess you could say and that's when I really realized I was interested in coaching we had a, an excellent team on the ice and off the ice and a uh, tremendous coach and mentor, and Mark Reeds, and okay. having the opportunity to learn from him on a daily basis as a 20-year-old um, after uh, our breakfast clubs was, was something that was really special to me and, and really created a spark, I would say. Okay. And, and from there, I, uh, I used my OHL school package to head off to university rather than playing professional hockey and uh, i attended acadia university out east in nova scotia it's uh, not a common name and some that uh, a name that some have never heard of before but it's a great small town community in nova scotia a little college town and great greatly enjoyed my time there studying psychology and uh in particular kind of tailoring that towards um the sports side and you know, how group dynamics affected teams and how behaviors and attitudes influenced groups as well. Okay. Um,
0: That's that's an interesting um, kind of background or education choice. Uh, I guess if you had the idea that you might get into coaching, obviously an important piece uh, understanding kind of the minds of of players, um, how they learn, how they develop, and also how to relate to them. So I'm sure that's coming uh, in handy a few times.
1: Yeah, certainly. I I think uh, I think my studies were um, have definitely been beneficial early on as a young coach. Um, I think as a young coach, it's Really easy to get involved in the emotions and environment of a hockey game, and I believe that my educational background has helped ground me a little bit um, in that aspect. I would say,
0: okay, yeah, no, uh, you're preaching to the choir there. Uh, sometimes I have to do a little bit of a check myself, um, you know, as, as the game starts getting more intense. Uh, remember that I'm on the bench now, not on the ice, so I have to act accordingly and make sure that uh, we set a good example for the players that are in front of us.
1: Yeah, and as a coach, I think that's something we all always have to try to remind ourselves of and be aware of, for sure.
0: That's awesome. So what uh, what led you to McGill and um, kind of the position that you have now?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, good question. And I guess from, from Acadia, I... I had applied in my fourth year to do a master's degree at McGill uh, and that was in sports psychology in particular, coaching and leadership. Um, So I applied to the program there under the supervision of Dr. Gordon Bloom and um, I was fortunate enough to uh, obtain entry and and take that up. So I uh, transitioned from Acadia to McGill for my fifth season playing hockey. It was a two-year master's degree. Uh, And um, I used up my eligibility in that that first year at McGill, which was my fifth season. And uh, ultimately, my second year of my master's degree uh, took a year off of hockey and was asked if I uh, was interested in hopping behind the bench in a volunteer-type role and and doing – a large amount of the video coaching and coding. And uh, I hopped on that opportunity right away as okay. just being in school and having an opportunity to be close to the game and, and get my first real opportunity to cut my teeth on the coaching side behind the bench. Right, for sure. And uh, it was great really getting to, to see the inside of a coach's room for the first time on a daily basis and adapt to, uh, to what that's like from the playing side and I ultimately too developed some really strong relationships with the coaching staff there and Kelly Nobes and David Urquhart and when uh, when Dave moved on from McGill as the assistant to the San Diego Gulls in the AHL where he is now they were looking for a replacement and fortunate for me uh, that was my first opportunity at a full-time coaching position so that kind of how i how i got started at mcgill and i've been there and been here ever since
0: that's that's awesome so uh you know right place right time and uh you know it's uh it started with you know you taking the opportunity of of jumping on and uh, even though i was in a volunteer basis with regards to video editing and that kind of thing it you know if you stay close to the game it's as much of who you know but it's also being in the right spot when the need comes available so uh, I think that's an important takeaway here as well Um, but moving forward um, so McGill obviously perennial contender within uh, the OUA or the Ontario University uh, Athletics uh, Conference um, usually near the top very specific athlete i would imagine that you uh would either have apply or would be recruiting so why don't you if you don't mind walk us through what a recruit um for the university of mcgill would kind of look like and and uh, what are maybe some characteristics of of these uh players that you look for specifically when you're wanting to add uh, rookies to the team
1: sure sure uh, looking at the recruitment and scouting side from here at mcgill I, I think when you're looking at an ideal student athlete for us it's uh there's three silos which are athletics academics and uh, community or community service and um okay the base the baseline or foundation for us is the academic side being mcgill there's there's a there's no um cutting corners when it comes to admissions and we have to uh find and uh seek out student athletes who have the grades to get in admissions wise at mcgill so that's sort of our baseline okay. uh, and uh, from an athletic side uh we're, we're looking and, and i guess we survey across the canadian hockey league um so that's the on the OHL, the Quebec Major Junior League, and the Western Hockey League, mm-hmm. and uh, the various tier two junior leagues across the country as well, and looking athletically for for players that are continuing to develop and uh, still trending upwards in their potential and have aspirations to, um, you know, to continue to play the game at a high level. Okay. Yeah, so, so we watch. Uh, as many many programs do those games across the country and and have our resources uh, and and friends and alumni of the program that are watching games all over helping us uh, turn over every stone and um, from that community side or community service side we're, we're looking for character individuals who contribute to the communities that they're from and are living in and um are, are good people first and foremost? Okay
0: it's, I would imagine that would be uh, imperative for the dressing room. Um, a lot of people might just assume that uh, things can be overlooked for talent, but I'm personally seeing more and more that uh, character um, will kind of trump talent uh, with regards to keeping players around because, you can potentially fill some gaps with regards to offense, defense, whatever it might be, but, um, a negative environment within the dressing room, um, you know, just doesn't lead to long-term success.
1: Yeah. I think you nailed, you nailed the, the nail on the head there. Um, when, when you look at our program at McGill and any university program, in particular, you're at Ontario tech, uh it's, it's a four-year program that you have your first years coming into, and that's a long time. We don't have the um, the options that a, a junior hockey league has where you can sort of trade or have a player move on to another team. When you commit to that player, they're there for four years. So you, wanna, you really want to make sure that you're, you're bringing someone in who's, who's going to be a solid contributor, not only on the ice, but off the ice and in that dressing room
0: positively. Absolutely. Important too, and a lot of people may not realize, um, the status of McGill University. Some people may may hear of it, but uh, I've, I've even seen it in Forbes, which may or may not be a great, uh, resource for evaluating institutions, but McGill is, is held in probably the highest regard, um, you know, right there with the University of Toronto and, and, um, uh, McMaster and Queens kind of thing, if you know if you're kind of looking semi locally, but to get into McGill is is no easy task. So when you were speaking earlier about um, the academics and not cutting corners, I mean McGill. I find maybe a little bit more than most unless you're again, comparing to Queens or uh, U of T is uh, a school of great opportunity not that other schools within the OUA are not, but, uh, there's a certain, um, image I would imagine as well that, um, needs to be upheld because I'm sure the hockey is, uh, been played at McGill for quite some time. And, um, like I also mentioned earlier, you guys are usually um, tops in the league, so uh, attracting players sometimes or having opportunities to speak with players I'm sure is, um, is, is fairly easy to come by. But as you say, like finding the right player and the right fit uh, might be a little bit harder.
1: Yeah, certainly. Every year we we are unable to... Uh, to bring in players that we have great interest in because their academic marks aren't there or meet the expectations from admissions and that's never an easy thing but um, ultimately ultimately also I guess when you look at it too and uh, looking at the academic standing of McGill um, it, it's it, it sort of raises the bar for the type of people we want to bring in and um, people that are, are motivated and goal-oriented to um, not only in hockey, but in their academics and, and future careers also. Right, for
0: sure. Um, so if you don't mind, uh, our audience tends to be a little bit more goalie-centric. So maybe you can talk to a little bit about the, the goalies at McGill, uh, some of the guys that you, you currently have, maybe if, if you guys are bringing in somebody new, uh, provided that we have a season this year, are coming up, I guess. Um, and just kind of maybe a little bit on your expectations. So what? how does a goalie fit into the program? Um, do, you, do you look at them kind of differently within a dressing room environment than you do another player, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, goalie-wise and goalie-specific, uh, we, we've been really fortunate the last five years here in the program to have Louis philippe Gaindon as our um, as our, our starting goaltender he's uh, he just moved on to the Fort Wayne comets in the East Coast Hockey League and um, and he yeah, he recorded his first shutout last week and his his first win too as the seasons just getting started for their club uh, there. Uh And uh, with that, that means that we are in the recruitment process for um, a, a new goaltender to add to the mix. And we're, we're fortunate to have an, an Ontario League goaltender heading into his third season in Emmanuel Bella And uh, he's a he's a tremendous uh, competitor and. And person as well, and he, he's excellent with his academics on, on that side as well too. And uh, we're looking for someone that's that's going to complement him well and, um, and and really push the compete level of our practices. When we look specifically at goaltenders in our recruitment process, uh, after the academic side is covered, and one of the things that I have noticed, and that's just my own eye test, is that. Our, our goaltenders. I don't know if it's their their attention to detail um, that they have to cover from the uh, sports side of things, but academically, they tend to be uh, some of the some of the most intelligent overall when I when I look at things from an academic standpoint. Um, so
0: we like to think of ourselves as the smartest guys in the ice, but we don't often talk about that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there's something to go along with there, I guess, and. Uh, it seems to transfer over very well uh, for for you goaltenders uh, into the academic side and and school success too. So uh, that's a positive thing for us, and um, that's that's our baseline. So w- once we see a, a transcript and the uh, potential or prospective student athlete is able to get in, we're uh, we're looking at their game and and, and their habits um, in particular. So. Um, we want to see a great compete level in that net uh, from a goaltender and uh, one that's going to bring that compete level every day in practice. And um, other baselines that we're looking at are are their tracking and how they track pucks in the net. Are they are they observing and tracking that puck the entire game and the entire time it's in the offensive zone, or are they are they just sort of guessing and? Um, And moving and then patience within the net too are are some of the baselines we look at goaltender wise. And then, uh, on top of that, we're looking at communication. So how they communicate on the ice with their, with their team and if they use that to their advantage and character. So that's doing your reference checks and checking in with the the coach and uh, other stakeholders in their lives, whether it's an agent or uh, friends that have played with them. Uh, things like that that can provide a reference to, to who that, that athlete is as a person okay
0: that's awesome um, I mean it's so important and uh, I hope uh, those that are listening kind of take a second and maybe take some notes down to uh, really understand the, the points and kind of areas that you're looking at um, with, re- with regards to the goalies that you're looking for but I think that that really translates over over any program. It's just great to hear um, somebody like yourself talk about those specific characteristics. Cause I find a lot of younger goalies. Now you're dealing with a little bit more mature guys, that kind of in their um, late teens, uh, early twenties kind of thing, but. Um, goalies often, uh, or even some programs, will often focus so much on the technical side of the game that uh, we're starting to get... We are turning a corner, but we have a lot of goalies that look great in pictures and demonstration films, but like understanding how important uh, the hockey IQ is, how important um communication is uh even with regards to puck handling uh play within the zone leadership qualities anything like that and then just being a good citizen um we often talked on on this program before about um the pit crew that you need to surround yourself with as as a goaltender as an athlete really uh, um in any sport and Uh good people uh being there and supporting you but also understanding how much further it goes um if you are a good person yourself um you know everybody has good days and bad days but being supportive and um you know even if you're the backup goalie uh per se that you're supporting the goalie that's in front of you but you're also asking questions you still have that hunger to get better and the work ethic and practice i'm I'm so happy that you mentioned that and and about um you know opportunities like playing in the east coast hockey league for your guys when they're done um a lot of a lot of goalies miss that and and uh, don't understand that you know you get into a program like McGill, and you know you might be a stud in the Ontario Hockey League or CHL or what it might be, but now, you know, you're coming in as a freshman you still have to earn your stripes and um, how you prepare and practice, how you present and practice not only helps yourself and helps your game and and keeps you sharp, but also pushes the players around you to be better and and just creates that overall environment that I'm sure is something that you're looking for um, on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah absolutely and I think when you develop those habits where you're working hard every day in practice it translates so well to the consistency uh of a whether it's a goaltender or a player in game and um when you can consistently be at a top level is when you're not only going to see success in the hockey you're going to see it in your academics in your general everyday life too so it's it, it's something that we particularly preach here uh, within our program specifically
0: that's awesome Um, so maybe if you don't mind just a little bit specifically to uh, I guess the game plan or Gilles style of play how much are you looking for your goalies to be a part of um, either your D zone uh, your leadership group kind of anything like that uh, with regards to just kind of being a bigger part part of the team versus just kind of kicking the pucks out?
1: Oh, I think it's, uh, again, when when you've got a group that's that's together for years and years, you you want people that are contributing to uh, the leadership group and off the ice as well and, and being a part of that team. and. It doesn't mean that you have to be extroverted uh, by any means. It, it just means that you have to have a willingness to, uh, to get to know people and listen or uh, communicate in, in whatever way or style that suits you best as a person. Um, for, for us, what we want to see is our, all of our athletes feel comfortable in their own skin within our environment and uh, be who they are. Uh, as a person and not feel like they had to be anyone else. And, uh, I think that's the same for, for our goaltenders as well. So if, if you're a goaltender that loves to play the puck and that's, that's a big piece for you, then we want you doing that. And if you prefer to stay in your net and, um, not break pucks out in particularly as well and place them behind the net, then, you know, we're going to communicate and play to those strengths, uh, for you as well with, within your, uh, Within that
0: part of your comfort zone. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Uh, it's this has been uh, very educational. Uh, you know, if if nothing else, at least for myself and and learning about uh, Miguel and, and the program that you guys are running there. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. And uh, again, I you know, really want to thank you for your time. And not sure if you have any kind of last words or anything for our, our audience most of our audience is kind of younger they're in the late uh development stages maybe peewee bantam something like that even some junior guys so they're they're looking to, to eventually have an opportunity to play at an institution like mcgill so any kind of parting words would be awesome sure and you know what
1: with that peewee bantam i would Call it an early development stage instead of a late one because um, you want to you want to be a lifelong athlete and uh, and hockey player. Generally speaking, if you love the game and uh, for these guys, your development curve is just beginning and trending upwards. And there's going to be lots of doubts with adversity and uh, whether it's missing an OHL draft or not having an opportunity. At the midget draft as well, or um, getting cut; those those things are are adverse, pieces of adversity, but they don't define you as a goaltender. Uh, there's there's lots of goaltenders that have their breakout year at 20 years old and move on to uh, play university hockey and and have successful careers. So it, it's just sticking to it and enjoying the game and bringing your compete level each and every day if you can work and improve on yourself and what you can control uh, and your own daily habits with a high compete level uh, regardless of what the outcomes are you're making yourself uh, a better person and a better contributor so uh, that's uh, I guess that's what I would would leave things with this focus on what you can control and uh, work on your own daily habits and enjoy it from there perfect
0: well, again thank you so much and uh you know really hoping that we uh we're back to normal by next season and then uh hopefully we'll get a chance to bump into each other again in the in the rink so again Liam thank you so very much for your time and and um you know everything that you've uh kind of taught us during this podcast so again thank you so much
1: Uh, No problem. I appreciate uh, you inviting me on. That was fun. And I do look forward to a time when we can see each other in the ring soon.
0: Absolutely. Thank you.